It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Take off your coats, ladies act like gems. Sit down, Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo. Am I never in the quest to get the paper on the caper? But now, let me take it to the queen side. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. I can always tell how old the guest is by the songs they pick. Yeah. If I know the lyrics to the song, I'm like, they're my age. They're old. <laughs> old Absolutely. is the answer. That's what that means. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, my partner in crime, Chris King. Hello. On the ones and twos, the sauce boss of Indianapolis and confirmed Maoist, wow. Zach Roan. Good morning, Brunch Nation. <laughs> Good morning, comrade. I didn't like, uh, God, dude. I like very special, <laughs> Very special guest with us in studio today, Dustin Burkett. How are you doing, brother? Fantastic. It's fantastic to be here. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Dustin is a... A uh, comedian and a host slash producer of Red Flag Comedy. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and you just listed all my credentials. That's all I got. <laughs> he was silent. That's a valid answer, Dustin, because like you're like you listed his credentials. Then it was silent. Like he's right. Like, he, he got it right. That is what I do. I don't. There's no follow for that. Like. He said hello already. He can't follow up with yet another hello. Like, congratulations, Dyke got the answers right. The person he invited that he already knew, he knows a lot about them. Thank you. Well, well, play, welcome, welcome, welcome to the program, Dustin. How are you doing this lovely week? Yeah, it's a great week. Yeah. Um, great to be here. I picked a very special brunch for you today. No. No, that's where you're wrong. Uh <laughs> Dustin, I don't think it's fair. Oh, what you got? Oh, what you got was fine. It's it, Dyke doesn't make a bad brunch. Let's be honest. Dyke does not make a bad brunch. But I think that the last couple themes. Here comes the butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mom said. But what are the themes? The themes of la- like last week's theme was what? Last week's theme what? What was last week's theme? Zach. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. He's on his uh, phone. Yeah, He's doing yeah. something else. He's on Facebook. Last I actually forget what last thing <laughs> we did popcorn soup again. It was return, we, oh, it return was of return of yeah. the return of the Mac. Yeah, it was, yeah. but it was good. Yeah, and then and yeah, it was like things like revisits or whatever. And then before that was that was not the theme. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what I call the theme. And then before that, Zach, do you remember what the theme was before? We should, probably should have practiced this. I'm sorry. I'm calling everybody out. And the people that were most involved don't know what they made. But this is great content right here. Well, yeah. Last week's theme was fall dishes. It was fall dishes. And the, and the week before was uh, Wisconsin food, right? Yeah. So Wisconsin food. basically food. fall. Yeah. Yeah. So fall. Yeah. Well, that didn't make my argument for me. Anyway, but there's some <laughs> elaborate themes. It doesn't seem like it because apparently we just had cheese two weeks in a row. But... <laughs> They're relatively <laughs> and and this week's theme we can't even do a, what do you think you ate, Dustin? You don't get to be involved in that because what I think I ate, I think the theme was breakfast. Yeah, it was it was it was it was kids breakfast. It was uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. nostalgia breakfast. It was supposed to be. Yeah, was the theme. It, it absolutely. For. Yeah, it brought me back. To yeah, childhood, Game Boy, Nintendo. I will say. Uh, I did execute well with the drinks this week. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Capri That's Sun, true. the Yoo-Hoo, the when Kool-Aid I, Blaster. Well, the thing is, it's funny because I did say that I wanted to do Kool-Aid because we got so drunk last week, mostly Zach. But I didn't know you would actually be doing Kool-Aid. <laughs> you literally did Kool-Aid. But I think Dyke pointed out that it's like, it's kids' food as by the divorced dad. Yes, dad. it did <laughs> seem. Because a lot yes. of things got messed up. A lot of things didn't come out of the kitchen. You're right. No, I think that that's where Dustin's... Like he tried really hard and he loves us, but <laughs> yeah, he has yeah, to yeah. work a lot. I think that's, you know. that's a great point, Zach. I think that's where Dyke's theme really was on point. Is It's definitely someone who only thinks about you during the weekend. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that is the <laughs> Well, you can hear it from the kitchen. He was saying, I'm going to disappoint you, Dustin. <laughs> things went wrong. This is supposed to be a Mickey Mouse pancake. 
All of them look like dicks. I don't know, but listen, I'm trying really hard, and and your mother's a fine person. We're just not getting along right Here's now. Here's the thing: since I lost some of the the wow factor that normally is there, mm-hmm. what I should have done is like hooked up like a Nintendo and had you guys play Double Actually, Dribble or something. That would have been great. And then you've been so distracted when the food came out, like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're like, oh, it's okay that we're not eating. We're just eating. I mean, everything good. You know, we're we're giving a hard time. It was all very very good. I just it was it was very much uh, different versions of pop tarts. Well, let's start <laughs> off. Let's start off because the the very first dish was amazing because it was made by Chef Bridget Hernan, yeah. yes, uh, local local her. renowned pastry chef. Yeah, and um, she uh, knocked it out of the park with some um, homemade uh, pop tarts. Yeah, some artisanal pop tarts. They were very good. Blueberry and cinnamon. Yeah, and like when I was a kid. There was, like, times where I'd go through, like, for, like, a year, I'd eat just, like, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. And then, like, the next year, it'd be, like, Pop-Tarts or something. But I remember I ate so many Pop-Tarts, and my grandma started buying them, like, at Sam's Club in bulk. Yeah, yeah. And then I had all these uh, Pop-Tart boxes, like, the huge ones that had, like, four in the in a bigger Pop-Tart thing. Yeah. And then um, uh, when I had to go dig out all my toys when my grandparents died... I, uh, Jesus. <laughs> bring it home. God damn. Let's talk about Pop-Tarts. Well... It was funny because, like, uh, I found all my Ninja Turtle toys. Wow. And my grandma had organized them in Pop-Tart boxes. <laughs> oh, I do and then I think, And I forgot I she story. made me label them. So it was like yeah, me yeah. when I was, like, 11, and it's like, Bebop, Rocksteady. <laughs> and I was like, I forgot that she made me do this. But I was like, yeah. actually super convenient, Grandma. Good yeah, call. Yeah, no, that's nice. Call. Also, you know what, though? You don't find a lot of 10-year-olds that can write in that voice, but you did it. And <laughs> that's something commendable. You know, I didn't realize that Pop-Tarts had frosting until I was able to drive to a store and buy them myself. My parents. Your parents had the plain kind? They always had the plain kind. I never got frosting. I think that that's what they were doing. They were like those parents, like, well, we don't want to have all this sugar, so we'll just get them plain pop tarts. Like the sugar was still there. I was just eating sugar and sad. I was, but yeah, we had strawberry no frosting. I was literally thinking this week. I was like, what psychos ever would have ate the plain pop tarts? I don't even know if they make them without frost anymore. They, I think they gave that up a while ago because if you even eat like a cinnamon pop tart, there's frosting on there. But no, we had plain strawberry if we had them, and that's that was insane. like your dad is. Is your dad or your mom? Parents. Yeah, I mean, they they sound like psychopaths. Yeah, that's, I, I told them that. They were like, you'll be fine. I hope that's tart. why they got divorced. <laughs> I mean, one, I one of them what didn't approve. In their defense, in their defense, I, I would eat the entire box. So, like, listen, the only that kid, if we give him a box, he's a goddamn animal. He's going to eat the whole box. He, he doesn't need frosting. The, 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 one, the one thing we can do for him is just to not give him frosting. I mean, we're reducing, like, 10 <laughs> calories. But, God, whatever we can do to help him. The, that monster. Dustin, were you a pop cart? No, I was a toastal strudels guy. Strudels, yeah. Jesus, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 I didn't realize hey, the king was coming in. Lexus. Hey, that was a toaster strudel. He was looking at those like, what are those pop tarts? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Where's the hot icing? Uh, you're telling me I don't get to put my icing on myself if I can't jizz on my pop tart? I don't want it. And I remember I used to cheat and steal some of the. Uh, yeah, the fro- so I could double yeah. up on the frosting there, and my sister See? would get shafted with no. And frosting. your parents were like, you know, I wish there was someone we could take the frosting away, but we're a toaster trickle family. <laughs> That's we right. have to do the frosting. It comes that he knows. Uh, we are so middle class. So you're sitting there and you're no frosting poverty. Meanwhile, yeah. you're living high on the hog eating double frosting. Yeah, he's doubling the frosting, and your sister it. gets like a half. Absolutely. What's funny is her sis- his sisters are out there telling a story like, you know what? I've never had a f- uh, frosted strudel in my entire life. We got the un- unfrosted toaster strudel. Un- it's like, uh, they don't make that. That's not real. Like, she's just, the light's just flickering on that. You still all of her frosting. Um, second dish we did today, and I thought this one turned out pretty well. I was pretty happy with the, yeah. the French to- adult French toast. Uh, it sounds like it came from a porn shop. Yeah, adult <laughs> French toast yeah. sticks. Yes, <laughs> they're sticky. Watch this disappear. <laughs> they were no, they were good. I mean, it's French I toast. It was, it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah it, it was up. that. I was I was gonna I was trying to think of something like yeah, but there's some reason it wasn't just French French toast. Nope, it was just French it was toast. toast. It was in stick it was form. Yeah, it wasn't. You did was. make it smaller for us, so we had to eat like four. <laughs> we had to put a couple on our plate. That was nice of you. The strawberries and blueberries were nice mm, yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I never had... That wasn't <clears> something <throat> that we ate at home. That might have been something like maybe a, like a school function or something. Like, I don't yeah. remember eating that as a kid. No. But then I remember, like, when I uh, worked in a, in a camp kitchen, we did... That was all, that was an old favorite we put Did you go to there. camp? I used to work at a camp. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard about this. About but, uh, 
Uh, I didn't eat French toast as a kid ever. We were mostly cereal. Like if we had breakfast, like there were, it was like cereal. Like if you don't want these raisin brands, whatever. Um, but French toast was my next, my morning after food when I was dating, when I was single. Like you, like, like, you, like you were trying to like get rid of a pregnancy. Over. <laughs> what you... Why would that work? Oh, you said Does morning after. <laughs> it was like a seventy-two hour breakfast. Yeah, was that your plan B with deals? French toast? Like, my, somebody told me this French toast would knock it out. I'm a flat earther and I'm a pancake. <laughs> this will make you. This will make you barren. My French toast is so bad. No, but that was like a thing that people were always in. Women were always impressed with. Like, why you made French toast? How is it? Which is just eggs and bread and some cinnamon. Which I, I mean, there's probably more, but that's all I put in it. So they yeah. came for the sex and stayed for your French toast. Yeah, I think it was the opposite, but they they did eat a lot more French toast. Um, the the next dish was the. Okay, I'll let you go. I'll let you can do you can do okay, what do you okay, think yeah, you can yeah, say yeah, with yeah, this yeah. one. Oh, is this, this is the this is that uh, pizza witch that we had. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that we were just kept being yelled at. Like, there's no way because Dustin, I think you and I were on the same page. It had pizza sauce on it, and I think an adult would call it tomato sauce, but it was pizza sauce. On what was not a bagel, no. but an English muffin. So what childhood <laughs> dish was what matches what was sausage and bacon, which no child should have both. I had. I shouldn't either, but I did. Uh, and then I think like a big chunk of mozzarella and then some egg and on an English muffin and then some random pizza sauce. Yeah. That... <laughs> That- yeah, I know what it was, but what what childhood dish was that? So there was that was an amalgamation of two things. Yeah, and the two things were one the pizza. Ba- I understand it wasn't a bagel. Yeah, but pizza bagels. And then when I would go camping, sometimes we do this was more of a dinner than a breakfast. But we do a English, an English muffin pizza, uh, which would be more of a traditional. It was like English muffin pizza sauce. Yeah pepperoni or something mozzarella yeah. cheese and then you would like put it in foil and cook it in the fire yeah and i, I kind of combined those two things but they were both like childhood memories that kind of yeah. got fused together i didn't was because i didn't want to do both and i didn't want to so do you did neither that's what you did you know what I, those both those things are dear to my heart i won't do either of those and i'll just put uh, a bunch of meat with some sauce on a bag on a but it was English good bag. it was it was fantastic it was very yeah. good it was um I had a whole one. I shouldn't have. Oh my god! Now like... we get into some some misfires here. Uh, well, <laughs> it depends. It depends. If you're a stepdad and you're you're the you're, you're a weekend dad, and you're like, "Hey, I was trying to make pancakes with your name on it, but I forgot that you're supposed to mix the water with the food coloring, and now your teeth have blood in it." That would be terrible. <laughs> but you didn't do that. You made you were so making something. My problem you... is I'm just a little too honest. I could have just said, "That's it, guys. Yeah. That's that's the thing." But no, I wanted to make the the big fluffy Japanese pancakes, and I wanted to make a big. That's what you're going for. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, that. I wanted to make a big fluffy, like tall, deep, like Mickey Mouse pancake. Mm-hmm. And when I made it, it just it was just a regular Mickey Mouse pancake. And then, so then the wow factor is gone, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's a pancake. It would have been fine. But on Harder Brunch, that's like a dud. It's like you just brought out a pancake. You bought three pancakes that you forgot to separate. That's yeah. what we said. <laughs> called it Mickey Mouse. And but then, what what do you do to try to make it the big fluffy pancake? Because that's a very specific way you have to do it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like I've never actually made one before, and so I just looked up three really? recipes, and I was like, "This one looks like the easiest way to you do." Did the same thing you do with the camping thing. I looked up three recipes, I chose none of them, and I just made pancakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, I was very excited to make cereal milk ice cream, wow. and uh, that was yeah. supposed, that was supposed to be the big winner at the, the at the end. And I, I steeped this milk in cinnamon toast crunch uh, overnight. Yeah, um, strained it out this morning. Just the cereal milk itself was amazing. Like I like I gave, you know, I tried to give Zach a spoonful for, of it today, and he poured it into his hand like a like a like a baby, <laughs> like he was nursing a baby, and then slurped it out of his palm. It was the weirdest thing what I've ever seen. What was wrong with the spoon, Zach? It was a first time use, right? You weren't sharing spoons. I uh, I don't really know what I was doing. Wow. Uh, I, I went to say, here, try this, and I... You poured a spoon... I defaulted to that. Into your hand. And, uh... That's what you did. I tried to play Someone it off gave like, you, a spoon you know, like it was normal. And then he called me on it. And I thought it was going to end there. I think you'd have to. And no now, one's ever... Now we're talking about it on well, there. Well, listen, if you if, if I did that, if you, like, hey, try this cereal, and I said, sure, 
and then I poured the cereal into my hand and ate it that way. You wouldn't bring it up later when we're recording. No, I would do the same thing so you didn't feel out of place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would do yeah. Like, let me have the cereal. Like, oh, yeah, let me get That's a That's how I eat that. cereal, too. I well, take yeah, it from yeah, the bowl. Little, little palm slurp of that. Pour it in my hand, then I eat from my hand. I'm the guest, right? Okay. Dustin, favorite cereal as a kid? Yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ah, yeah. that would be perfect. Know, yeah. Would have stuck the landing. Because it's by far has the best cereal milk. We could, we could just drink. Yeah. We used to do shots of cereal milk. I can get you a bowl. I don't, I don't think bowl. anyone compla- yeah. would complain if one day you just did cereal. Like a, a variations of cereal. Like a cereal bar. Ooh, like a cereal bar. Like make the cereal? Yeah, yeah you should make the cereal. Or just like you can make all the one, pieces. But you've ever yeah. been, they, don't, I, they all went belly up. I don't think any of them lasted. But remember they had cer- cereal bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like, Bloomington they had you mix, Yeah, they, there's no way it's still open. No. That was like a cool like, oh man, I would love to do that. This is when once. people still yeah. like carbs. I think. Yeah. Really <laughs> no one's going back. It's like someone made McDonald's now. Like, hey, we have double cheeseburgers and they're a dollar. Have You're like, a monster. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Uh, but, what was yeah. your favorite cereal as a kid? Uh, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. I don't care about it fucking me up. Zach, Zach Rowe, okay, yeah. Sauce Boss, Chairman. That uh, uh, probably the the Reese's Puff Jesus. cereal. <laughs> Did you have parents at home at all? Or you... Do you need <laughs> to check your blood sugar right now? <laughs> it was like a Home Alone thing forever. Oh, it's like, but I did. So I was in the store the other day and uh, in the milk aisle, and they have Snickers flavored milk. Well, that's chocolate milk, Zach. Right, but I mean, like Snickers, that's a whole nother level of it. It was next to the chocolate milk. Well, there, was there nougat in the milk? I don't know, but, they did? but like, I, I took a picture of it. I like it. a milk I can chew. You could have bought it. You're an adult. Yeah, I knew Brought if I bought over. it, I'd drink it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you've been raising candy breakfast Snickers cereal, milk. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? It's candy. That's my favorite <laughs> breakfast cereal. I went, I went like a, I want to say like a straight year and a half of, I was very loyal to the toys, Sometimes I feel like I was oh, just like, yeah. like, if I got on a toy yeah. run and it was like, we're going to release four, I'm like, well, I have to get all four. Yeah. So I did like probably a year or two of Fruity Pebbles. And Fruity Pebbles, like for a lot of di- dinosaur racers for a while. But uh, there was, then they got uh, Ninja Turtle Bowls for a while. Oh, and so it's yeah, like, well, yeah, I, obviously I have to collect all four. But you had to get the Ninja Turtle cereal. Maybe that's what it that's was. That's what it was. There, it was, was, what I, there was, but what I was going to say is like the only thing that I, that we had... As a steady cereal, we always have like something like they tried grape nuts for like a good two years. But the one other cereal that we always had, it was like a standard. The other one was a theme cereal. Oh, okay. So we had Adam's Family cereal. We had the um, like Zelda and Mario Brothers cereal. Yeah. We had the Ninja Turtle cereal. cereal. That was so exciting, but the cereal, it was just like Lucky It was always Charms. garbage. Yeah. It was, garbage. It was, it was, it was like you, shittier Lucky Charms. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. just like, what if Captain Crunch sucked? Have and we you put seen Mario's face on it. Sour Patch Kids cereal? Yeah. It is the grossest thing ever. Is it just, it's gotta be just Sour Patch and milk. No, I mean, they're like little crunchies that are flavored like Sour Patch. Sour Mm. cereal. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids cereal. My kids would love that. They love disgusting shit. No, I don't think they did. The place I tried them, they had like eaten one bowl out of it. At least you tried it. What restaurant are you going to? Cereal bar. What do you got on tap today? I like that he made it seem like he's like 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 hey during COVID I'm like still out and about going to Sour Patch Cereal Land. Like that's your house, dude. We know where you were. I was out and I tried it. So for the soup course, may I suggest Sour Patch Cereal? I was out of this place and that's what they served me. Like no one's serving you Sour Patch Kids cereal. You're at your house you went to the grocery store this guy and then um <laughs> the end of it uh big ass breakfast burrito yeah um, oh, yeah and yeah, that was that was bad news we, when i was this is kind of disgusting but when i was a kid um my mom went through a phase where she would buy microwave like like microwave burritos yeah yeah and maybe yeah there was microwave breakfast burritos and it was just like yeah we're in a hurry throw it in the and and it was just yeah. I don't know it was like soggy egg and cheese yeah and yeah maybe like a I think that's the last key kid breakfast though that's what I had and yeah. for lunch for like when we get home we'd have microwave tamales like that's like what we would have like whatever you could just put in the microwave <laughs> is it I don't know they just seem like forty five in a pack and they were like you could just put it in the microwave and they were disgusting there was yeah. awesome. They- there was no good way to make them. No. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Like, They were always no. hot on the outside and cold. Yeah, the 100%. <laughs> always crunching as soon as you get in the middle. Like, Ugh, well, I gotta, I'm in now. There was, what was the play? The, the, there was like a company that always had like two, there was like two personal pan pizzas and they were in a box together. Um, but Little like, Caesars. No, I'm like, I don't think so. 
Well, what? like they always had the two. Yeah. No, but like this, like from a grocery store. Like this was like a uh, frozen two pizzas. It was two personal pizzas in a in like a little rectangle box, and there'd be like two personal ones. But no. they they made a line of like regular pizzas, but then they also made like a breakfast pizza. And it, that. it was just like gravy and eggs and stuff on top. But it, you would microwave oh. it. Yeah. Oh. Do you have the Swan Man? I do, remember do you guys that have that? One, yeah. Schwan ice cream? Schwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we had that for a little bit. Uh, I had that once, and it was like the best ice cream I ever had. As a yeah, kid. but they made just frozen shit. Like, if you had frozen shit in your. they A guy would drop it off. Oh. And they only made frozen stuff. So, like, microwave fries came from the Swan Man. You ever had microwave do fries? Do they deliver no. or do they just drive around neighborhoods and you just stop them and, like, hey, can <laughs> I get some gravy cream? fries, please? <laughs> can I please get some frozen gravy? Like, mm, this will be good in 20 minutes. No, they, they delivered to your... I don't even know how people would buy them because without the internet, people are, like, ordering over the phone. Like, yeah. they're looking in a catalog and they're boxed like a... Like, the checking boxes, like, yes, I want this frozen... These microwave fries. I saw that truck yep. one time. I remember having ice cream and being like, it was so good, and then I never saw it again. It's kind of uh, on that same vein. Do you, do you guys? I remember as a kid, the ice cream trucks were a lot less creepy than they are now. Like as a kid, yeah. you'd see an ice cream truck in the summer. You'd hear the music play, and there would be like a gang of kids chasing them down the street. And I just remember like jubilation, and it was like yeah. they always had everything that was advertised, yeah. and it was great. And as an adult, when I see an ice cream truck, it's always like some grifter, like <laughs> yeah. driving down the street. It's so they never have the things that are like advertised on the side. It's like I want a bomb pop. We don't have that. <laughs> they, I I just feel like they're very like a molestery vibe. There's always like oh, yeah. blood dripping out the yeah. back of it. Like I think when it's the same happen? truck. I think it's the same truck and the same people. It's not like anybody. Like I think somebody started ice cream trucks and they probably went really well from the beginning. Like hey, you can get ice cream now, and the markup is like three hundred percent. And then they just kept doing that. And then not, no one else is, like, thinking, I want to be an ice cream truck driver when I grow up. Like, initially, we were thinking, like, hey, here's this new thing I want to do. Yeah, yeah, great. And they stuck with that. But no one else is, like, someday I'm going to drive an ice cream truck. So it's, like, the same guys. And, like, yeah. at some point, that stock of, like, bomb pops runs out. I'm like, listen, all I have is my broken finger and blood suit <laughs> <laughs> because I forgot how to order. And I, get, I keep marking these things up, and no one wants, with that, wants this ice cream anymore. But it's the same truck. It's the same food truck that you had. Yeah, that's the rolling purpose. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just keep. I, I feel like it's a pyramid scheme where they keep like you get into it and they're like, "This is terrible," and then you push the business off, off onto someone, one of your yeah. friends. Yeah. But you know what, Dustin? You know what you'd really like? You should, you should hand deliver ice cream to children. That's got to be hard to sell some of those. Uh, only three kids have been molested. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're gonna mark it down a couple hundred for you. Hey, parents, send your kid out to this van. <laughs> With this fifty-year-old man, yeah, I, yeah, I don't two, think I don't think two he, different types of ice cream. I think that too. I don't think parents are as likely to just give their kids money and let yeah. them run down the street. Well, that's the thing is, like, I don't no. think they take credit cards. Like, what yeah. I, I couldn't give a kid cash right now. Oh no, that's the deal. It's like, do you have Venmo? Like, every kid's a douchebag when they go down. Like, <laughs> yeah, and a Venmo and ice cream truck. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Can I use my parents' Apple Pay? You yeah, <laughs> the kids probably have Apple Pay. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you take Fortnite tokens. <laughs> I don't even know if that's I a thing. My thumb. I don't, there's no way that's a thing. We wouldn't know. None of the people here can judge. Roblox bucks. I feel like this TV is distracting. Like you're sitting there watching. Like, is there a game on? No, it's it's just the sound from what we're saying. Like, we what you... definitely had this problem before. We had the TV for a short period of time. But, we couldn't do the TV because everybody spent the whole time looking at the TV. Before you were like, it was like like you would be looking things up, and he's like, and now he's just seeing like what volume he's talking at. Like, oh man, look at the spike that Dustin just did. Yeah, he can't when do he anything laughed with that information. Time. Like, nothing <laughs> can be done. Yeah. Like, he's watching the worst sports game ever. Like, oh, whose sound is faster? I'm reading That's it. I'm same. reading it like the Matrix. Like, oh, there's the there's the woman in red. <laughs> I see it all. Follow the white rabbit, <laughs> Dustin Burkard. Uh, how long have you uh, been? How long have you been in the comedy game for, sir? I've been in the game for. 16 months. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 16 wow. years. I like yeah. that you're like through the months. You're doing there. time the way that people like age babies. Like, <laughs> that's a year and a half, sir. Dustin's in I his did. third trimester of comedy. <laughs> I've been doing it for about 47 months. I've been 47 months in. You subtract some sir. COVID months in there. Yeah. More like an infant. And uh, how, how, did, how did you how'd you get started? How'd you get into doing stand up? It was 100% midlife crisis. Yeah? Just, oh. 
I figured I'm not going anywhere with my life. I'll get into comedy. Yeah, that is hilarious. Where I'll I can go see nowhere. You, I can see why those thoughts would make you want to like. You know what? I, I'm not going anywhere. My life is in the toilet. I want to make people laugh. I want to yeah. share these thoughts. So I started with a couple improv classes to yeah. build some of my. And how much money did they get from you from those? Oh shit! <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you calling him out on scams? No, like, I'm just calling. I'm calling improv out. You were. <laughs> Do you still have your wallet, or did they get that too? <laughs> I got that. <laughs> That's why I'm hoping to make some comedy money to pay back. <laughs> no, still owe improv. Did you like? I mean, stand up and improv always kind of like talk shit about each other. But did you did you enjoy it? Did you get feel like you got something out of those classes? I did. I felt like I got the, you know the courage that first step to public uh, speaking, public speaking, um, failing, yeah. yeah, all the time, <laughs> yeah, you know which I'd been doing for the first 40 years of my life. So I figured, <laughs> Jesus. Is that, going. I, I heard your bits. Luckily, they're a lot funnier than, than, than this sad sack. You're like, well, I just, listen, guys, everything was going bad for me. I was at the bottom. I was just Captain Crunch every goddamn day. And now, now I'm doing this. <laughs> One of my bits, actually. Toaster yeah, Strudel. I call myself Captain Crunch America. <laughs> I only did Toaster Strudel. <laughs> for a long time, my life was just Toaster Strudel. Now it's unfrosted Pop-Tarts. And so I decided to make you laugh. <laughs> so how long how long was the actual um improv for? Four months. Four months. Yeah. Two different classes that yeah. Each lasted a couple months. Ended with like a showcase. Yeah. And uh What was the so what was the jump from improv to doing stand up? The jump the whole time I was doing improv I was writing. Okay. And with, with the intention of doing stand up? With or? the intention okay. of doing stand up. Okay. And thought, you know, yeah, well, cause I could be the funniest new guy Indianapolis <laughs> has ever seen. <laughs> These jokes are gold. <laughs> well, and I, I've I've said it a million times before, but I always think the as much as I make fun of improv, you can always tell the people that had some sort of improv background before doing stand up. They, they come in with like a benefit from doing that. They're their starting off block is always further than someone that just comes in and does stand up. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's like you said, is because you've gotten some of that failure out of the way. You've gotten some of that yeah. awkward public, like, you know, I'm trying to think of my first times doing stand up was like voices shaking and you're just up. What there, was your like, first yeah. place doing stand up, Dyke? I did it. I did it at the, the broken beaker, which is no, that longer. was your first place. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very... That's a good place to go, because I used to work there, and I think they would get maybe five people in oh, yeah. a week. And then, <laughs> but I think, you know, when I, and I when I say work there, I wasn't like working, working. I just did those videos like once a week. But they, they, they cranked it up for a long time when they did the improv. Like, that, like, tripled the people that came in there. No one drank. But they, they were like, people were coming in, and that was a huge deal for them. I... Like when I first started off, I remember being so nervous that I loved that because I only wanted right. ten people in there, and then I would do another mic sometimes, and there would it was all comics, and there would be, you know, twenty comics plus you know five or ten like regular people. And I was oh, so many people in here, the judging eyes upon me, you know. Yeah. So I like going in there when it was just like yeah, it's just ten people, and most of the people are just. And now, like when I do an open mic, I'm like ten people, <laughs> I'm gonna make some laughs in here. So was it just, it was Broken Beaker, you know, so Broken Beaker's gone, Yeah. Shoe Fly's gone. Yeah. Yeah, Shoe Fly, that was my second open mic, was at Shoe Fly. And And that was the most humbling experience, because it was all comics. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody paid attention, nobody laughed, and I got done saying, I'm never going to do this again. That place, place I feel like, was a little bit better than Broken Beaker, like, that felt real, because you were in a basement. It was just comics. Yeah. And, like, that was, again, people were, like, sort of Indianapolis-wise cutting their teeth. I remember going to that. I mean, Dyke, I think you, every, anytime I went, you like, you invited me, and I was like, wow, this is scary. Yeah, it was definitely a thing where, like, if you didn't hook, because there was all comics, if you didn't hook them in the first 10 seconds, right? then they weren't, they wouldn't even look at you, you know? And it's just like, let's just let this new guy run out of this bit. And it would take months. I mean, months to a, up to a year before anyone would even, like, listen to your jokes. Yeah. I remember because I got the first set I did was at Helium and I felt like I did wow. pretty well. Got, you know, had some friends, which mm-hmm. I'm sure helped, you know, gain the confidence. And then I went to Shoe Fly on that Monday and I thought, oh, I can already 
like uh, improvise here a little. And I, <laughs> and I tried to do like a macho man impression. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one person just like stared at me like deadpan. And I forgot the rest of my set, basically. <laughs> And I think I, I think I was only up there for like three minutes, and I just left. And I like that it's cried like my the, the Santa Claus from Christmas Story is like, "What do you want, little boy?" And it's like you staring, like I forgot what my name was. I did that Macho Man. I don't know Macho Man. I don't know. That's hilarious. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Dustin and the Macho nice. Man. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Lord, I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream <laughs> rises to the top, oh yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it, yeah. Let me say it out. Loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> I do no doubt is that great? Yeah. Wait, is that great? Mean Gene said, "Wait, is that great?" Cream of the crop. Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion? So my feeling is he must have just walked out there with a, a thing of creamer and was like, how, how, am I, how am I going to work this into my <laughs> into my promo? I like the fact that like those guys are both like putting on a show. Like right after that, Mean Gene and Macho Man were like, it's good. You know, it was like all right, really good. When I and me and Jim was like, yeah, man, when you put that cream out, that's fucking gold, dude. That was amazing. Fucking improv right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nothing means nothing. Like I didn't know where you're going with that, but then you when you said cream did a crop and that fucking cream came out, dude, like that was gold. There's t shirts with it but like holding it just says cream of the crop. <laughs> <laughs> that is prime. I mean, obviously if religion you can't see, but that's prime Randy Savage. Like that is WrestleMania three. So I think WrestleMania four for me at least was the big one. I, I don't know which one was the Andre the Giant fights Hulk Hogan. I think that was four. Oh, know. when he body slammed yeah, him yeah, for yeah, and yeah. people just lost and their people minds. beat like he beat Andre the Giant. Like that was that was the big one. But yeah. three, I mean that's that's Randy Macho Man's probably. I mean he's probably like in his er, he's probably mid twenties at the oldest early thirties in that video. It's that's like my top ten favorite promos like that. There's one from around the same era. Uh, it's Hulk Hogan, and he's obviously coked out. Like he's just yes. like talking about all the minute he's talking about backstroking through the to victory, and he starts like <laughs> pantomiming swimming, and you're just like, what the? Is that the one with Macho Man too? Have you ever seen that one? It might be that one, and yeah. it just sounds like yeah, they're both on shrooms, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This rainbow is going to take us <laughs> all the way to China, and what Macho Man? <laughs> I like that Paris is okay with that. Like they're probably on cocaine. Like, but who isn't? I mean, it's Reg- it's Reagan's America. It We're the, all on cocaine. Just 80s. let them watch it. They're gonna get. They're gonna need to get used to it anyway. Did you? Although, I like. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Did you watch wrestling as a kid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I even had the uh, Hulkamania kit. Yeah, the workout kit. I don't know what that Do is. Do you guys what? remember? No. <laughs> what? So it came with two three-pound dumbbells. Yeah. I mean, it seems it definitely <laughs> paid off for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> I'm not also customer. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, why is he so, why is Dustin so cut? Workout kit. Yeah, who needs a gym membership when you have that? <laughs> it had jump rope, uh, a hype tape cassette of just Hogan. Just nice. like screaming at you, like a <laughs> Hulkamaniac, give me two more reps. <laughs> the tiniest volume of cocaine for babies. Like this is what you're gonna need to really hulk out. Be sure to step on it, brother. <laughs> Did it have a rip away shirt? Did it have like the shirt or anything like that? No, you got no shirt. But I remember the the funniest thing was the little hand <laughs> thing <laughs> where yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the to tighten squeezer. up. That's you important. Know, That's important. Because it's right when you yeah. know I you need discovered, a grip. I yeah, discovered yeah. masturbating too. So. <laughs> 
It, it really worked out for me. Like your balls burst just because you've been hitting the Hulkamania squeezer too much. Like, mom, I don't know what happened. Like, well, I gotta take one of these things away. You're taking the Hulkamania. That's a, that's a weird thing to have Can't that have tape play. Like, give me two more, everybody. Like, you could do it, Hulkamania. Now we know that Dustin can only masturbate to "I Am a Real American" every fucking time. Like, I do get aroused when I hear that song. <laughs> Lock myself in the bathroom. <laughs> Leave me alone, mom! So every time he hears it, like, hey, is Hulk, are you watching WrestleMania 4 right now? Like, no, Dustin's masturbating. He needs to play that song every goddamn time. I feel weird about wrestling because I, I, when I was a little, little kid, like, around that era, I was into it, but it was only, like, I was only into it as much as, like, when when cartoons ended, then wrestling came on. And I remember I liked, oh. I liked like Hulk Hogan. Obviously, I remember I liked like like the Junkyard Dog and like yeah. uh-huh. old school people like that. So I remember watching on Saturdays. But then like I had friends that would like go to WrestleMania or like yeah. buy all the toys, and like I wasn't into it like that. Yeah. But then I got back into it when I was like eighteen, nineteen. All my friends were into it, and that was like Attitude Era with like Stone Cold, like the height yeah. of Stone Cold and The Rock and all yeah. that stuff. But like now when I watch it, and I feel bad because like I understand they like cleaned up the sport because people were you know getting concussions and murdering their families like they, something had to go something <laughs> had to give and they uh you know linda mcmahon was trying to make her run for whatever so they, they went rated pg or whatever now i watch it like they're not even hitting each other with the chairs and making each no. other bleed anymore yeah no, no I, I remember that rekindling in the early 20s with buddies too and i was always the short guy mm-hmm. and i remember yeah. drinking and we were like well it's a great idea let's uh Power bomb Dustin through a table, <laughs> and I re- they did it. I, I was like, sure. <laughs> and well, the- I am the smallest. That's what I get. <laughs> and the table just shattered, like when Matt Foley fell on it. And- real table though. Real table. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I liked. I did eighties wrestling. I never did the resurgence oh, of wrestling. Okay. Like I remember people. Well, you were like married by that time, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, but I don't know. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then like there was a there was like a resurgence of WCW because like Goldberg was actually like making a play, which I thought I think that was like interesting wrestling. But after the eighties wrestling, I never came back. I think I was like I was also early twenties when that yeah. happened. And I had some friends yeah. that were like also nerds and also into it. I'm like I don't like it. Yeah. This is so fake. But I mean, the eighties stuff was fake too. But you're just like a kid. Yeah, I just it was so. Over the top. I mean, there was storylines that, like, when I, you think about it, I mean, like, everything on there would get you canceled now. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a wrestler who was a pimp that came out with a hoe train. <laughs> there was there was a one entire storyline where they inferred that Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, who was a 400-pound black guy, impregnated, like, Mae Young, who was 90 years old, and they didn't know where to go with it, so they had her give birth in the ring to a hand. <laughs> Yeah, and then they just left it at that. Like a hand came out with goo, and they were like, "Oh, it's a hand, yeah. not a baby." Let's never yeah. talk about this again. No, no, no. See, I don't want to do that stuff. I, uh, do that. I liked when Roddy Roddy Piper had his own talk show, but it was in the ring, yeah. and, then, yeah. and then he would wrestle. It would just turn into an actual match. I like that. That was great. I like that when WrestleMania was like, you can't do it on television. You can't do this in yeah. television. Yeah. That's what I liked. The any universe where it's just like you know everything breaks out to violence, and it's like I don't yeah. know. Maybe we should get married in the ring. And it's like, did you think? Uh, Triple H, who's really married to Stephanie McMahon, they did a whole thing where like she was engaged to this other wrestler named Test, who I've met one time, who's dead, and um, <laughs> and second time he brought up dead people. Triple yeah. H, uh, I have a quote I have to hit every show. <laughs> he's, he's right. Uh, he's eighty percent of the way there. But the the whole storyline was Triple H uh, drugged Stephanie McMahon, kidnapped her, drugged oh. her, uh, took her yeah. to a drive through wedding chapel, oh. and then puppeteered her into saying like I'll marry you Triple that was H. That televised? Yes, that was the storyline. I do remember that. I didn't watch and they've that. literally been actually married in real life since then but that was the storyline on TV that he kidnapped her and drugged her and then it was just like I'll marry you and then when she woke up she was like I don't know I guess I'm married to him now. I guarantee you there's at least one person like why is no one talking about this? Like they're so married we know what happened Triple H. Why aren't people talking? Right? You remember yeah, I, Val Venus too? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean they didn't want to say penis on air, so they yeah yeah. But I mean, I mean his background up. story was he was a porn star, right? One hundred percent. And yeah, beginning of episodes, he'd you'd see some bedroom and he'd be checked up with one of the yeah. They uh, would like pretend like it was a softcore porn and then uh, he'd come out and wrestle. Uh, we met uh, this wrestler test. I call that wrestling sex deck. 
when I was in Cancun, like we're at some uh, we're at some like beach party at this hotel. It's like spring break beach party, and like we're all just like day drunk, and like me and my friends are standing there. But Rick goes, "Dude, there's Test," and I was like, "What?" He goes, "There's Test, the wrestler." I look over, there's this giant man, and I was just like, "Oh, that is." And he's like, "Let's go talk to him," and he's like obviously talking to some like young girl. And I was just like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it looks like he's having a conversation. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's go talk to him. And so we, like, stumble over to Tess, who's definitely trying to mack on this girl. And my friend's just like, hey, Tess, hey! And, like, Tess can see us coming from a mile away. He knows that this is a problem. And he's so so pissed off. But then my friend just bowls right over the girl, like, directly to Tess. And then I'm just standing back, like, I don't want any part of this. Like, Tess is going to just... Big boot him right off this fucking beach. <laughs> but then my friend just starts gushing. He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tess. It's just that you are my favorite wrestler. You're the best wrestler that's ever lived. And I just want to come over and say, and like, he just starts blowing this guy up. And then you see the, I'm looking at the girl. And she's like, oh, and he's like, you're just the biggest, best, beautiful WWE superstar I've ever met. Yeah. And I just always wanted to tell you how important you were to my life. And I was just like, why is he doing Jesus this? Christ. And so Tess just starts nodding. He's like, yeah, they get it. And he's like, I'm sorry, ladies, happy. To me, it happens. I don't know who this guy is. From based on the story, he was a large man. He was a heavy smoker. <laughs> I don't know anything else about him. I think he wore boots. I don't know anything about this guy. That same day, I also met the uh, daughter of the guy that owned Maxim Magazine, which was a thing at the time of the story. <laughs> and uh, we were like, "That's not even a that, that's not a magazine that exists anymore, right? Because the internet and porn. I, it stuff. might be on on the internet now. It might be like what are they doing Hey, what you might see a side boob. Like, listen, we have that's, we got a producer to tell you in, in we want. fifty-seven seconds. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I remember I was standing in line to get booze, and uh, I'm here talking about how her dad owns Maximum, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I turned around, and I was just like, I love to read that on the toilet. <laughs> and uh, she was like, I know everyone does. <laughs> what else did it happen? Who, who got that magazine? I think that it, I never I my, did, for Christ's sake. You got Maxim? Yes. Why? What, what did you gain from that? It's a legitimate question. What did you like from Maxim? What were you like, oh, thank God my Maxim's here? I was too embarrassed to buy Playboys, so the Maxim was like, <laughs> I felt yeah. safe. and But it was all laundry. It was basically yeah. like Victoria's Secret models, like, take those no, pictures no, from the catalog. He, here's what it was, and you have to remember, this is pre-internet. Sure. So it was famous women. Usually it was like the, 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 girl, oh, the it right. girl at the yeah. time. That's right, that's right. Like in her, and it was just like, Anna you McKinney. would never see that anywhere else. Like, I remember yeah. that. And, no, the, no, and, that and, and, and then other than that, then there was also just like, funny articles like you read do you ever actually read the playboy articles like they no. were terrible um like maxim had i would say what now has turned into like buzzfeed articles it was basically yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. and it was all great. very like bro-y but it was like also it was uh, all meant to be tongue-in-cheek and actually funny there wasn't a lot of magazines outside of like mad magazine that were just written just to be yeah. kind of funny and dumb it was like it was a legitimate question i don't think i ever had uh, I definitely never got a, Ma- a Maxim magazine. I definitely never met anybody that had a subscription to a Maxim magazine. You have now, because <laughs> <laughs> it had like, like like you said, like a meal. But that makes Kunis. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes became, sense. Like, where like, could you you couldn't get that? No, I right. do Except remember. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what if you saw like uh, I don't know, like. I can't, I, he said Mila Kumis. Apparently, that's the only actress I had. In my head. <laughs> I cannot think of a single just other actress. Oh. Just Mila Kunis, and I have no other actress in my head. But like Kirsten Dunst. Like if you like like oh you like Spider Man what about Kirsten does in a bikini and that's what Maxim I think yeah. I think the very first one was and I forget her name but the actress who was like the hot lady on the Drew Carey show and it was just kind of like her <laughs> I think she was wearing like a baseball like a baseball Mimi? Uh, Mimi? yeah Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> Mimi. yeah so that's who I said a little light um, on <laughs> but she was wearing a she was wearing like a baseball jersey and like her underwear and it was just like. Oh man, that lady from Drew Carey show is like, I mean, like if you told a twenty five year old right now, it's like I used to look at magazines to see a girl in her underwear. <laughs> it, was, it was like the girl you saw on TV, but they took their pants off. Like, then why would I want to be like you? Didn't why didn't you just Google like hot uh, pictures of whoever? You bought paper for that. Then what do you do with it? Then you got to <laughs> throw it away. What do you do with the paper? You have documents now. I mean, what it is crazy that? now that you could probably Google literally anyone in their underwear and get a photo yeah. of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Tom Hanks underwear, boom. But yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my top. <laughs> top I've heard a few other ways. Someone would always 
comes back to Chet Hanks or Chet, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get, there's so many, there's so many times where it's like, Dyke, can you? I'm in the room. Can you not? Whatever you're googling on Tom Hanks underpants, like, can you put it away? That's what this TV that we're all looking at. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, look at boom. Zach's bringing up pictures of Tom Hanks in his underwear. That is not it. Right away. Uh, I was but just yeah. drawn to that Oh, one. and big. <laughs> yes, he did do it in big. In big, and yeah. then and, also... Uh, yeah, for, bachelor party. For literally yeah. no reason at all, Turner and Hooch. There's no reason. <laughs> like, there's no reason he can't be wearing pants when he's talking to that dog. Look at that. And that's the most that's, scantily clad one. Look at that. Those are bikini briefs. That's You're Arnold Schwarzenegger, sir. Yeah, I, we know what you're doing. I did <laughs> not expect that many pictures of Tom Hanks in his <laughs> underwear. But then when you see it, like, oh, yeah, yeah I remember all those times. I do not remember that ass. I'm I'm glad this is back. Zach's computer, not mine. Like, this is getting, <laughs> your shit's getting flagged for sure. Back, yeah, especially because he Googled uh, big Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks little boy. Uh, yeah, underwear that's what I was saying. It's like, not about like Tom Hanks underwear. That's fine. It's all like Tom Hanks child underwear. Like, why? <laughs> Why'd you, why are those words combined? You're the bad man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, big fan of Max Magazine. <laughs> R.I.P. Man, I gotta tell you, probably, I don't think anybody's talking about Max Magazine for that long in <laughs> 10 years. I forgot it existed until you brought it up. Uh, I went to, uh, I did go I'm to. from the past. That's when I, uh, like, right out of high school. Maybe, maybe a year after high school. You feel like you're so far away from high school, but you're still basically there. I remember going to like a buddy's place and he he had his own apartment. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. And of course, because he was like 20 years old, uh, had Playboys and, and uh, Playboys and uh, Kleenex. Is it, uh, what was the other one? Playboy and what's Penthouse. The, Penthouse, yeah. Penthouse. What's the really gross one? Hustler. Hustler. Play, Playboy and Hustler on the back of his toilet. And I remember thinking, like, that that's super cool. And then I was like, in his bathroom, like, reading it, like, this is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it turned me away from like ever doing that. I thank him. Like thank thank you, Kyle, for doing that because otherwise I would have done it and then had like a stack of magazines in the back of my toilet, like and then people would have come to my place and like, well this is just sad. Like this poor man so sad. Uh my friend uh Ira, who we've had on the show before, had I don't know if he I don't know where he got him, like he has like all these uh, late nineties. It's like he basically just took the cover off all these Playboys and like famous ones like yeah. Jane McCarthy, Pam Anderson, framed them and they just had them in his living room. And I was like, that's like it's such a bachelor <laughs> thing to do, right there. Right. That's like, something it, like, like it's classier than on the back of the toilet. But I think it's, it's because still... like you didn't, we didn't know what incels were at the time. You're like oh, <laughs> and then like you hear that word, you're thinking back like oh yeah. The guy's like, why can't I get a play? Why can't I get a Playboy model? It's because women are against me. Like oh, I know what that's about now. You think the downfall of Maxim is like like exacerbated the incel situation? I think I think if you were well. No. It's just the internet had been like, look, it's the same reason, like, you don't see a lot of boobs in comedies anymore. It's just like, yeah, you don't need to be, no pun intended, titillating because, <laughs> because, like, there's the all the world's porn is in a com- yeah. supercomputer in your pocket. I think so that, just that, like, that's very valid. Like, R rated movies don't, they don't stay away from sex because, like, oh, we're against that. It's like, well, you get all the time. What's a boob gonna do? Yeah. And no, actually, I mean, nothing is gained in a movie by, like, popping a boob out. So, not making action. I think the last movie that stuck an R rating because of unnecessary nudity was Swordfish. And it was Halle Berry, like, post-fucking yeah. Oscar. They're like, hey, Halle Berry, can you be in this movie? Like, well, yeah, it seems like a good movie. Like, okay, I'm going to pull your boobs out. Like, why? Yeah, I like, feel like the movie was just that? called, like, Boob Swap. It was just was like, no how reason. much money can we pay? Because it was a huge deal. Like, she also got, like, a ridiculous amount of money specifically just to do that. Just yeah. for that. And it, yeah. it added nothing. It didn't, it wasn't needed. It was literally just, like, Hey, how's it going, Hugh Jackman? Look at my boobs. And Hugh Jackman's like, those are boobs. And then nothing was ever said again. Yeah, I don't I don't think it really changed the plot of the movie that no, much. No, it didn't. <laughs> but I think that's the last movie I remember where you're watching a movie and like boobs pop out. But that was nice in like old movies, like old like the 80s movies. Yeah. But like movies that were R where it's like, you know they're going to have like a set of boobs. It wasn't like, oh, I can't wait for boobs. Like, when was this boobs going to pop out? Like, it's always like a surprise yeah. boob. Well, and we all like, everyone our age also has those movies that were just like, we know where the VHS was worn out in a certain, <laughs> yeah, in a, in a certain part right. because there was, like, for me, it was uh, Dirty Dancing has what? a lot of, like... <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not Dirty Dancing. Sorry, Roadhouse. Uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Sorry, Roadhouse. Sorry, I was going to say. That's fine. Uh, 
that's okay. Wow. <laughs> like you were about to you were about to start with like you all know that Sears catalog and that one of those four pages that were just disgusting. Like you guys, Sears you guys remember you guys remember beating into the Muppet movie like, I'm not the only one. Dirty dancing. I think she took her shoes off once, yeah. sir. That is fucking weird. When she says I carried a watermelon, I just explode everywhere. <laughs> Hey, baby, in those fine-ass boots in the, <laughs> the corner. You guys all remember that party wore a dirty dance where he lifted her up out of the water. I was like, Bo in her city. That was crazy. What what movie? What was your movie? <laughs> Young well, now, now that you did bring up Roadhouse. Did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Roadhouse for sure. But you know what? Yeah. What was your movie? Wrong answers only. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Back to the future. Tom Hanks and Bink. <laughs> Back to the future, no, because I think she took her pants off one time. That that meant that's a movie unacceptable. Um, well, her pants were off. His pants were off. Uh, right. Calvin, actually, Back to the Future. Calvin Klein. Back to the Future is a good one. Um, if I'm going to see Goonies. Oh, oh come on, sir. <laughs> yeah, it might have been Space Jam. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> you guys are sick. That's what he called it when he was done. Uh, <laughs> Here on that guess. Um, so Dustin, uh, you uh, for, forty-eight months in a comedy. How long was it? Forty-eight hours in a comedy. Forty-eight hours. And then uh, you've been uh, hosting and producing shows for Red Flag Comedy for past year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost been a year because it was the first. Yeah, it was January third of this year. It feels like what a year! What a fucking year! <laughs> That is the Vietnam of doing that. I mean, it's the Vietnam of doing anything. Like, hey, have you done? How long have you done this? Like for a year? Like, yeah, but that year is in 2020. Like, that's 10 years anywhere else. 10 a year of hosting comedy in 2020 is easily 10 years hosting it. Literally in any other decade or any other one year time frame. Absolutely. Yeah, I rem- That was probably the the, the peak there. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize it was the peak. <laughs> that was like the best start to the year. And. It's been downhill. There's but. no, there's no way when you started, you thought at the end of this year, I'm going to be putting socks, changing socks on microphones. in one of my That's, shows. That, that, that happened. <laughs> that happened. You were good I, at it though. You were fast. I remember I went to that, that show. You I was were there. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you, that was probably where we met. Cause I was in the audience and you saw me like, man, look at that guy change those socks in that microphone. You were fast. Remember, it was impressive. Yeah. The mic covers didn't come. Yeah. And, and then Dyke said, uh, I have some baby <laughs> socks. <laughs> why did you? That's right. We did it. Why did you have those baby socks again? I because the mic covers didn't come, and so I was scrambling around town looking for mic covers, and I've, I finally ended up in Walmart, and I'm just like I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. I was just like, what? Is there anything I could replace? And I was, and then I saw baby socks, and I was like, yes. <laughs> You couldn't tell if I didn't tell you it was a baby sock. No, I didn't. I didn't tell except that like four out of the four out of the maybe like eight or nine comedians that went up went up and like did a little bit of their bit and were like, "You ever wonder like when you, why your jeans are so small?" And then after after a while, they're like, "Is this a sock? <laughs> Is there a sock on this microphone?" That's the only reason I know. I think Zane Zadie was the one that really stuck out. Where he's like, "I don't know where to stand. Where it's not dark. Is this a sock on this microphone?" <laughs> I think the thing is if you tell a comic not to say anything, that's yeah, yeah. probably most likely the thing they're going to lead with. Like, hey, man, could you go up there and not bring attention to the fact that that's a, a unused baby sock? Like, that's <laughs> all I can think about. Why did you have to say unused? <laughs> what's your, what's your we stole that? these from some babies. <laughs> oh, we got the unused ones this time. Like, why would that need to be said? These mic covers fell off the back of a truck, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah. th- those were definitely the highlights of a crazy year was running the mic for sure. Cause it felt like we were one of the o- only avenues a lot of comics yeah. had since so many. Yeah. It was an outdoor venue. Tried to keep it safe, which, and, and like the more and more I've talked to people, um, comedians and stuff from like out of state too. I think Indiana in general, I think our whole scene did a really good job on like setting up these outdoor shows. And it's, it's it's crazy. Like I'll see some shows like in like New York's so different, but it's like the two main options for outdoor shows in New York are either on a rooftop somewhere, which is probably pretty cool. Uh, but it's like on a rooftop or in Central Park. And those Central Park shows were just like 
they would just pop up and try to do comedy in front of people who were just sitting there in large groups. They're like, look, man, I'm just trying to social distance and not get COVID. Like, I don't want to hear about your dick. You know? <laughs> like, I guess so. Like people in the park yelling, no one knows you. I think you probably had to be in the building if you did the rooftop ones, too. I don't think you could just, like... Well, and there was, like, people talking about, like, there was, a, like, a fatter comic. Uh, it was just, like, a big dude. And he was talking about he got booked on a show. And then when he got there, he's like... We had to climb up the fire escape to get up there. And he's like, well, Tom, like, I'm going to die. I can't do this. And I started thinking, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't like that yeah. at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to. You could see. Like, all I have to do to do this comedy show is climb this rope. Like, well, I'm not in this comedy show. There's no I'm climbing a rope. And then if you do a bad set, you just throw yourself <laughs> you off. Throw yourself off. Yes, I'll kill myself. It'll be a lot quicker on I'm the way I'm not walking down. down. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely... Uh, had had a great space there at the indie hostel and uh and uh yeah you were you know corralling the the cats that are the <laughs> comics after covid yeah. <laughs> yeah i felt like i got a a bunch of comedy experiences in those 3 months whether it was bombing on stage falling on stage <laughs> <laughs> were you there that night when you fell uh, I, did you fall up the stairs yeah. yes yeah yeah I, yeah. I didn't think it was that big of a deal but i i didn't realize how big of a deal it was and like you never want to fall in front of like i remember like in chicago you don't want to fall in front of servers like because yeah. it'll be forever but i can't what's worse is falling in front of comics because i think like i saw you kind of fall and didn't even think about it and then i think every comic like ate in we're like what like two bits uh. is this a sock on my microphone and <laughs> and hey did you see that guy fall well it, here's the thing like, he fell under normal circumstances. Regular human beings were like, hey, man, are you okay? <laughs> Comics is a <laughs> And then that would have been enough. But then the thing is, like, everybody is coming off quarantine, and it's like everybody is just going up and just eating a dick. And so it's just like, <laughs> well, there was just like a, a comic going up and just like bombing after bombing after bombing. And I remember the first comic that went up, like, made a joke about it, gets a pop. Yeah. Then goes into his material and just bombs. And then at the end, he's like, Remember when I said Dustin fell? And then everyone laughed again. I do. It was like the cheapest laugh, Dustin, because everybody was like, and then the the baby sock thing, too, is like, hey, Dustin tried to fall down putting baby socks in his microphones. Everybody's like, that's hilarious. And then everything else was garbage. Like, Dustin was creating the comedy that happened that night. Got no credit for it at all. I I got zero. I I took one for the team. (laughs) What was your, what's been, you don't have to say any names, but what's been your worst experience in comedy, whether it be, Running a show or going up uh, just as a comic or dealing with anybody. What's been your... Yeah, dealing... I Like, I, in the first year, I was, like, four months in and got a heckler. Yeah. Oh. And it was actually a fellow comic. <laughs> was it Dyke? <laughs> it was Dyke. <laughs> coming, to like, coming to terms right now, like, and now I can fucking chickens came home to roost, asshole. And to be fair, it was some of my edgy... Racial material. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I was trying to help him, and now I'm washing my hands. <laughs> you, uh, oh my god! So yeah, did you, that was oh, quite so a bit experience. So you had for the a heckler. heckler. How did you? How did you do with the heckler? Like how did that? I, how, do you, how do you yeah, feel I, it went? You think it went well? Like you think you? I think it went well. I I didn't know what the correct way to handle it, and so yeah. I just laid back into the yeah. the heckler. I just... think, and again, I definitely clearly <laughs> don't do comedy, but I almost like welcome a heckler. I feel like a heckler is like the same thing with like the host with the baby socks falling. It's like, oh, thank God someone is heckling me. I, I don't know. And like, that's the thing is like, I could be like, I would get fucked and like, they would say like, hey, uh, get the fuck off the stage. And then I wouldn't do anything like he's right. Like, that's not, that's, I don't know. But I feel like that changes stuff and stuff up, but that has to be, I know, we were actually just talking about this. We have a lot of comedians on the show, and like their bits are very set. And if those are interrupted, it's probably hard to come back. I don't know if you felt that way. Yeah, I had no bits, so it didn't. It really <laughs> didn't matter. So I actually should thank that person. <laughs> you really helped me fill this. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I only had five minutes. I needed fifteen. I appreciate the ten minutes you gave me. Dustin, thank you so much for being uh, a guest on the program today. Where can people follow you and what you're doing on social media? Yeah, I mean, if somebody out there really wants to follow me, um, <laughs> you can do a, a little Instagram at Dustin Burkert. Um, 
And yeah, I'm just still trying to make a little creative content out there. Make just some dumbass videos. He is. Dustin's always putting up funny stuff and, and doing creative things, especially during quarantine. Yeah. Try to uh, be really enjoyable. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only way I keep from, uh, yeah, eating myself to death. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Kind of end somber. <laughs> we weren't. Uh, we were trying to end on a positive. Hey guys, but thank you so much. Uh, we got to cut this short because we got a baby funeral to get to. Uh, uh, can, can you play us out on that, uh, Mister Perfect? Fuck yeah! Yeah. All right. Did it. Oh, here we'll we see go. you next time. I don't think R.I.P. Macho Man. This one goes out to my real close oh, friend, yeah, buddy, brother, <laughs> aka Mister Perfect. Want to let you know that you're missed, but you'll never be forgotten. You've always been an incredible friend. We just want you to know that we got your back, party system style, from the Macho Man Randy Savage. Hey Kurt, we miss you, but we know you're in a better place. It's kind of hard as time goes on, and I don't see your face, so I'm clinching and I'm holding on. It's like a Rick and Morty situation. That's real. It's real hard sometimes to keep it going day to day, but I know you would in the background? Just the other so I think that baby face is bad background. Like that's harmonizing it. They had no idea that they were part of like the Randy Savage thing. Like they were like like Justin Timberlake had his background. It's like I don't need you anymore. Like they got thrown to thrown to Macho Man. Like what the fuck? Perfect friend, right up until the end. You know, when you died. died. <laughs> you left me. That was amazing.